What is up guys? Welcome back to Marijuana SA Weekly. Good gracious, it's episode 80. We've hit a big 8-0. Normally we used to get really messed up on the on the on the multiples of 10, but if we did that, this is obviously a serious thing. We can't just get get wrecked every t- every 10 episodes. <laughs> so tonight we're bringing you some in-depth detailed info on how to grow weed, not just any weed legal weed in south africa in 2020 and i'm joined tonight with dean how's your week going how's your day going how's it hanging what's up dean what's up everyone yeah super stoked to be here as always episode 80 we're coming on 100 hot you know we'll be there soon can't believe it as always uh but you know i'm excited about this topic that we have for this evening because uh if the question is being posed constantly you know people are wanting to do things the right way and they're asking us a lot how they can grow weed legally within south africa we've developed Mm -hmm. an awesome resource um within marijuana essay that we're going to be sharing with you and uh, yeah it's just a really really exciting episode with lots of local content and yeah we're going to show you or you know share with you some information about how you can be growing weed legally in south africa yeah so we've got this article that's broken down into uh 10 parts so let me just pop the screen share on you guys just got a bit of the background or dusty going there and <laughs> um yeah so here we are we're on the web website we're on the classic Oh, faithful W2F guide. That is the the what the fuck guide. And it's going to be guiding us today on how to grow weed legally in South Africa. So and what is the what the fuck guide? It's our blog on our website, <laughs> yeah. guys. <laughs> and it's, uh, yeah, we have hundreds of articles, hundred and so articles yeah. on there for you to peruse all over. So just yeah, this is end. just one of the many, so many resources we've provided for you and haven't marketed that hard. And that was kind of, you know, part of the reason. And also, you know, this is a really, really solid, well-written article that's had a thought of four different team members go into it. So, mm, you know, we really cranked it on this one. This. Yeah, this this one was, uh, as Dean was saying, this one was was quite a, a, a an effort. So um, have a squiz over it. But we're saving you the time. We're saving you the effort. And we're just gonna we're just gonna summarize it for you in video format because that's how we like to give our content. That's how we like to receive our content, and it's just backed by some good hard handwritten evidence in this case um, by yours uh, or ours truly's. So yeah, let's um let's kick it off. So okay, so we do talk about growing a lot um and there's a whole bunch of different things i'm going to skip to the to the to the first part of just the whole mindset behind why you're growing weed marijuana ganja dacha cannabis what like you know there's there's boom. there's yeah boom you know we could go on um and <laughs> it's 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 more than you know, okay you you know you guys can come up with your own reasons but you do have to realize when you're getting into this you do should understand sort of why you're doing it and what your outcome is going to be we always talk about this we've done so many videos on um you know how to become medical scale where you take your grow and you proportion it up and you grow sustainably and this and that but if you just want to grow uh, for your own thing perhaps a some sort of relief mechanism you want to you know you don't want to be getting on the black market and you know going through all these like scrupulous things you just want to get your own homegrown organic probably you've seen what's going into it you know it's safe you know it's good and that's what most of us are doing i mean for me 
I'm pretty much growing for a recreational purpose. Um, I do like to just, you know, have a, a real knockout sleep every now and again. But basically, uh, you know, I, I chose to get into growing for, for a recreational. Um, that's what I chose. I mean, Dean, you're also basically a... a uh, recreational I would say grower. I'm like 95% a recreational grower and smoker and you know I'm consuming so much weed I don't really have the need to ever look anywhere else which I'm, <laughs> I'm mostly <laughs> I'm mostly recreational you know so I'm, I'm in the exact same in the exact same but space. if you guys want to grow for pain if you guys want to grow for uh, insomnia anxiety depression anything like that go through this article you know get your get your i mean that that changes a lot of things down the line it changes how often you want to harvest it changes the types of strains you want to pick it changes a lot of it so firstly just envision what you want to grow for so we're not going to dilly dally uh we let's assume we're growing for a recreational purpose you guys can come read the article if it's for a sort of another purpose but the next thing yeah I'll hop in on South our next Africa. yeah yeah south africa you know uh, this whole article and episode came from the fact that when you're looking up weed growing, a lot of it's in the Northern Hemisphere, you know, a lot yeah. of the information is, or the dates are off, the climates aren't the same, you know, there's multiple different factors. So we thought, you know, why not produce something that's localized to South Africa for the South African landscape? And I will just say, we'll get to a little bit later as well. There's, you know, there's multiple different microbiomes within South Africa, Durban, uh, Johannesburg, Cape Town, uh, mm. the Free State, the Karoo, you know, multiple different kinds of areas. But generally within South Africa, you're wanting to think, okay, cool, when is our outdoor season? When does it start? Most people outdoor, as we've said many times before on the show, you know, outdoor is more accessible to a lot of people. So when do I plant my outdoor seeds? And everyone thinks first of spring's uh, first of september spring has started but mm. that's not actually the case in some in some in some times and uh, what i've seen multiple times is people plant, planting too early and then their plants going into early flower then there's a reveg you know it's not the same kind of growth pattern that you're wanting and it's a little bit of a hamper to the experience mm. so in south africa look when the, uh, the the spring equinox is this year it was the 27 uh, 2020 it was the 22nd mm. of september um and then you know that it's officially past 12 12 and it's a good time to be sowing my seeds and also for those of you who believe in it i do and have from experience uh, you know have, have have experienced that it's a better method planting around the time of the full moon is always a good time as well the gravity is the strongest it affects the uh, oceans so how can you say it's not going to affect a plant so <clears throat> yeah plant around the 22nd exactly. of september and follow a good germination guide we've produced one back in the d <laughs> quite a resource this andy made this uh, in front of us <laughs> over here and this is our germination guideline on how exactly to germinate seeds this is one method there are other methods which work for people but we try and promote this method yeah and we do have a single article on this specific uh specific thing going as well. into a little bit but more detail on it yeah mm, there's a video and, and a few other a few other things but uh yeah, that's basically the the way and yeah, yeah passing on to andy for the next uh the next step so yeah i must say that that's like something i i remember as a kid like looking for cannabis related content and just bang on every time i'm on a dot com and they're talking about planting in mid like uh plant in feb like you know and it's, I'm thinking like, is this really right? You know, Feb, it's like Klaka summer, you know, we, we're moving into winter season. Um, but, you know, you maybe don't connect the dots and realize, yo, guys, this is not, 
you know different hemispheres uh, you know it's, it's you know funky monkey it works differently anyway <laughs> explain the universe <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah location um location location so it's it's um we we got to look at at different concepts when when growing i mean this is also part of why you're growing um if it's recreational and this and that if it's medical you maybe need to know about your quantities at this point um and you need to know basically where you're going to be where you're going to be growing this are you going to be you know um you uh, putting it on you know your outdoor just in your front garden where everyone can see or is it going to be you know are you going to have space for this in your back garden because remember guys part of the legal requirements is privacy um we mm. only legally allowed to grow in private in south africa um there's more private in private in south africa yeah yeah there's there's more to that but the the private part is basically and just you can look at privacy as um generally as a a place to which you cannot wander um so i cannot just wander into uh my uh, into you know gary's garage or whatever or you know freddy's you know uh back factory yeah warehouse greenhouse wally's warehouse <laughs> but uh, just if i can butt in here quickly andy this point's also not just important about the legalities around it but also mm. how valuable cannabis is you know it's a mm. it's a plant that's keen that's you know people don't want to put in the effort and if you see a budding cannabis plant that's near finish and yeah. you don't have one for yourself you know, there's prying hands that will take your plant. It's happened yeah. to friends of mine, you know, it, so privacy to stay legal, but also privacy to protect your crop security. You know, that's also a big factor around this. It takes minimum of three months outdoor. It's going to take you like six months from now, but more plus minus, you know, and um, you don't want to put in that effort and then have it stolen from you at the last second. Exactly, exactly. And now, uh, guys, so we just do like slide on to point number four and I just got to go check the the door swung open so but yeah um dean is our in-house genetic maestro guru if you can you just know. scroll down a yeah, bit i'm gonna give you a bit of a uh, give you a bit of a scroll and i'm just gonna go check um yeah so, so just uh, give them some dl I'll, on the on the genetics i'll bang in on the genetics everyone and he's gonna go and he's filming from the warehouse this evening so he's just checking that everything's kosher um so i teach a class for a, a, a company called shiba africa do a once a month class and on the class you know we start off with the previous point which was you know the thought pattern behind behind going into growing your own and then the most important thing and my second point in that class is related to cannabis genetics you know cannabis genetics compared to other seeds cannabis seems highly expensive why would you uh, spend so much for um you know, a seed, but when you really think about it and you look deeper into it, there's huge amounts of work which goes into creating all the different kinds of cannabis, autoflowers, feminized photoperiodic seeds, um, stabilized regular seeds, you know, so there's a lot of, uh, a lot of work that goes into creating them and a lot of the time you're wanting to get the desired effect so when you're looking at uh, at cannabis seeds make sure you're getting from a reputable dealer or a reputable reseller of seeds make sure that you know your your photoperiodics from your autoflowers from your regulars um 
just in brief, what is a photoperiodic? A photoperiodic seed is a seed that will rely on a light cycle. Um, photoperiodics will grow indefinitely when the light cycle is above about a 12, 12, uh, 13 hour cycle. And then to take your plant into flowering, which is desired, you will switch your light cycle and go into a uh, into a 12 12 cycle an auto flower seed is a different seed which has been bred for uh uh uh, you know speed it, it doesn't rely on mm -hmm. light cycle uh, it's bred with a strain called ruderalis which was uh, originated from sort of the you know the uh, the eastern europe's where there's long there's a three-month summer but the sun never sets and then there's yeah. a, a nine-month uh nine month winter where the sun never comes up sorry that was some quick math and <laughs> <laughs> so they've bred that factor but it doesn't have high thc the ruderalis so uh indicus sativas have been bred with the ruderalis for this auto flower capability auto flowers people might uh, disagree with me and andy might as yeah, well but i I'm feel ready. personally that auto flowers are harder to grow than photoperiodics because you're on a set time. You have three months exactly. If you make a mistake in week two and it takes you two weeks to fix that mistake, you're at week four when your plant's now going into flower and it hasn't had the growth potential that you wanted. So you end up yeah. with a tiny tree, whereas with a photoperiodic, you can fix it. However, auto flowers are very rewarding and they can test your skill and they keep you on your feet. You get different, very nice variations. And I mean, in the middle of summer now, I'm growing autoflowers outside now and I'm uh, five weeks away from harvest, you know, and it's just the start of summer. So there exactly. is that, that, that aspect as well. Whereas with the photoperiodics outdoors, it's going to take you a long time to, uh, to, 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 get to the, to get to that point because obviously it relies on the light cycle and then the regular seeds are seeds which haven't been feminized. Um, yeah. They're just organic, yeah. normal seeds. Yeah, so they can get a male or a female. Males obviously give pollen. The females give us the uh, give us the the flowers. And then uh, uh, just uh, if you scroll up quickly, Andy, we see a, that video over there. A cannabis breeding explained mm. with Dutch passion it is a really, really, really interesting video related to all of these different topics. How to you know what the work that goes into creating the different strains. A little bit more in depth to what I've just explained now. So if you are interested in the specific point, I'd suggest you check that out. Yeah, and then, okay, so, guys, you heard it, that's the genetics section, um, so we're going to just slide in, this one's a little bit more, uh, a little bit simpler, I think, um, it's basically your, your growing medium, so you've got to put these babies into something, um, a seasonist's not going to grow on the floor, uh, <laughs> you need to use the soil, um, so a, a medium of, of source, because you can't just call it soil these days, it's not just soil anymore, we're not living in the 60s, We've got, you know, cocoa, we've got vermiculite, we've got perlite, we've got rock dust, you know, rock wool, we've got different sort of, you know, compounds and nutrients and everything going into there. So, um, select a good growing medium, freedom farm, organic, classic craft, we can move on. <laughs> That's, yeah, okay. I also, are, like, this, <laughs> I also like this new saw, the organic living saw, which is what I'm trying out right now on my mm. grow series. And uh, the, the the classic craft is a nice has a nice base of of, of fertilizer. You know, it's it's a great soil for a beginner. Very easy to use. And you know, Andy's been able to pull off multiple grows per per soil. I would suggest mm. reusing the soil every time. 
but yeah, it doesn't same. quite contain as much as the next soil, which is something which is going to last a little bit longer. I'd say you could go for a you know a good two grows and then only have to reamend. So you know, it, but mm. it it very heavily comes down to grow style with mediums. Yeah. I think you know people, everyone has a different grow style. You know, do your research, understand the base compounds, and then find out what's going to work for you get, best. Yeah, because, get one of these, or if so, if you have to get from your local hardware store, because shipping soil is very affordable these days, but not that affordable. No, it's yeah, like an extra 45 rand a bag or so, yeah. you know, set shipping cost plus 45 per bag. I don't feel for a premium soil, I don't yeah. think that's expensive. Well, yeah, we're guys, in South Africa. You guys need to remember at the end of your harvest, you've got a thing that's probably worth more than that bag of soil. Probably to a hundred yeah, times well, if more you than grow, that soil. <laughs> if you grow a hundred grams of weed, of premium outdoor seedless weed, that's worth about, you know, 50 rand a, a gram. That's 5,000 rand mm. that you'd save that you otherwise would have spent. So 200 rand for a bag of soil, 200 rand for a seed, 300 rand for nutrients. It's really not that much. You, you're mm. four times in your money, you know, and on that nutrients, what kinds of nutrients are there? There's inorganic nutrients, salt-based nutrients. Uh, we've got our organic nutrients, biobiz, which is our favorite of the organic nutrients. On top of that, if we look at the bottom of the soil amendment, my ultra, ultra favorite nutrient is worm castings. Um, and you know, there's a lot of different mm. information about, about nutrients. Uh, the basics yeah. being a grow nutrient, high in nitrogen, a flowering nutrient, high in potassium and phosphorus, NPK. Those are things you're going to see all the time on nutrients. Mm. And once again, you know, uh, consult with the consult with the uh, with whoever you're purchasing your your substrate from if you're not sure about the correct type of nutrients to use with that specific substrate because it differs substrate to substrate. If you're using a 50/50 cocoa blend, sure. yeah. you know you're going to want a hydronutrient like GHE or Terra Aquatica, as it's now called. If you're working with you know just soil in the ground, you know what can I do to improve that soil? Worm castings amendments. If you're working with a soilless mix like the the, the Freedom Farms Organic Classic Craft, then you're going to want to utilize you know maybe a more organic kind of nutrient like the biobiz range so you know find out what's right for the nutrients yeah. and i've said it before and i'll say it again you know i've seen i i don't think one one method is better than the other they're all good and uh you know it just comes down once again to your style and the yeah, kind of, i, the I kind literally of follow this guide uh you know step for step in, in my nutrients i just you know go the bloom range with the worm castings and you know i, I don't need to go more fancy than that I, I, you know it does the job I use fresh soil each time, so I mean my nutrients last quite long, and the soil's already preloaded, and that moves us into our next segment: containers or soil. Wow, this is—it seems like a a, a a dumb thing to be talking about, but it's a fucking, it's a big topic actually, because there's a lot of different factors that play into this, because you can't just like pop a plant in the soil. I mean, there's there's things you need to consider here. Um, there's pests, there's drainage, there's do you have good soil, there's like other things that are living in your soil already. Do you want to isolate, you know, or is this just, a, you know, you're just putting it there? What are the other plants there? Or have you got a companion set up or this and that? So generally the go-to for, for, for cannabis is to use some sort of raised or elevated um, pot slash container um, slash grow bed because you can control that climate the pot you're very concisely controlling that climate but on a grow bed you you create more like an ecosystem which i mean 
teens got like I, I think this is teens. You should see the plants in, in that grow bed now. There's yeah. a one and a half meter tall auto flower in there that's absolutely dominating. I'm exactly. going to be putting something up on YouTube in about four weeks time, um, with like a garden tour, so you'll see then. But yeah, it's really I'm really really it's my first time using that specific raised grow bed. And I'm not going to lie, I'm going to be buying more and I'm going to be buying more mm. soon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. So it's, it does make a big difference. So like the grow bed, you can't move it. It is a fix, but you get that ecosystem apart. You can move it around. I would go for, in the past, I may have said like a 20 liter for an auto. I'm feeling more like a, a 30 liter kind of guy these days. Um, for a photoperiodic, I used to probably say like a 40 liter. I'm feeling more like a 50 liter kind of guy these days. Just to maximize yeah, the yield. Even more if you can train correctly. Like if you're going to want to grow a big tree in a 50 or 100 liter, it must be supported because mm. like the wind in the Cape kills, you know, thunderstorms in Joburg. You know, you, so make sure it's supported heavily. But if it can go the distance, it really will be able to. And, you know, it needs root space to, to, to grow. Exactly, and uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hijack doing the irrigation as well. Have it, because Andy's the blue mat man. Yeah. <laughs> Get a blue mat system. Well, you don't need to. You can just water your garden with rainwater, or use a super fancy blue mat system. Um, those are nice for indoor. Those are nice for outdoor. But yeah, the importance of this, the whole section, is just watch what you're putting onto your plants. You know, you're not just, you're not just wetting the soil you know you you're feeding a living organism so you just need to make sure what you're feeding them and if you're feeding them acid or you're feeding them something too basic it can very easily turn your grow sour it stops you know you can get nutrient lockout you can stop your plants from absorbing and it's such an easy thing to test you get a ph either the solutions or you get a pen for a bit of a splurge um and that's it i mean so like a ph kit from a pharmacy is like 30 bucks like the classic ones. yeah and, and, and on that on that point the main problem that i see with beginner growers is is ph like they mm. don't balance their ph correctly uh, they end up using like a coconut husk based soil a specialized soil you know and not really like having grown in the ground previously where ph doesn't matter that much and then maybe it's your second grow you go into uh you know you spend money on soil pots seeds but you don't think to spend money on testing equipment and you're watering in the wrong pH and I've seen multiple times the same thing happen to people you know they're not uh, they don't you don't think about it but pH is highly important so mm. main problem number one that I see with with beginner growers is the specific point so you know it's a big highlight on on that front it was away with the elements I know you briefly touched on that that uh bar <laughs> wind that's uh so swiftly ripped your heart out and ripped your plants yeah, so. out so I tried to grow some like green gelato trees last year and uh, I was like, I should support them. I was growing them in my front garden instead of my back garden, which is sheltered. And the front garden is more is more open to the elements. And yeah, they got taken down. I woke up the one morning, I looked outside and my beautiful tree was a pile on the ground and I cried. <laughs> I also got, uh, that, I got the phone call hours later. 
<laughs> yeah, I could. I feel the tear welling now. But you know, the elements are something to take into account when growing outdoors. Um, there's different elements all over South Africa. You know, we have humid sections of South Africa. We have dry sections of South Africa. So just understanding your own specific micro environment and uh, and uh, working towards. I mean, you've lived in that micro environment before. You know, my garden is sheltered by trees. However, it has you know uh, high humidity due to everything sort of being very well covered. So mold, for example, or mildew is something that I pay very careful attention to mm. in my own specific garden whereas other people have drier gardens or you know so try pay attention keep some analytical data and just understand that you know when you're growing outdoors you are a slave to the elements and uh, having some uh, you know the the all the age old pre- preventing things is better than curing them yeah, like once yeah. the wind has snapped your snapped your tree there's no cure you know it's ko exactly. death mode <laughs> same with- so rather put something to support it yeah, same, same as, I mean, uh, you know, we could talk about all of these topics in so much depth, but the same thing with prevention is better than the cure. I mean, pests is insanely one of those things, like just nip it in the bud is like, that's where I'm sure this was the whole saying came from one day was nip it in the bud because it's going to come and bite you. I think Dean, you've had some more horrific experience. I've had thrips, but nothing really more than that, but you've had every sort of in your, I've in had your thrips, <laughs> I've had fungus gnats, right. I've had leaf miners, caterpillars, grasshoppers. That's just the list. Like outdoors, I've had snails. a lot. And you know, it's sna- oh, I'm dealing with snails at the moment. And I'll try to go full organic, but I'm just like five old snail bait. It's bad to say that, but fuck, I don't even know what to do. I went out the other day and I had this beautiful white widow auto flower, about 30 centimeters tall, and it had been eaten to a, the brim of nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, pests are an issue. Prevent. Rather than cure, you know, there's multiple different methods. Companion planting, uh, we have a cool companion pack that we offer on our on our website. Or using organic uh, insecticides, um, you know, uh, creating an environment that's not so conducive. So there's lots of different mm. things that you can do to to avoid pests, but rather prevent than cure. Once again, because once you've got spider mites on flowering plants or thrips or whatever, uh, you know, it's basically impossible. Well, it's not basically impossible, but it's much more difficult to to cure for for. for an affordable price and uh you know besides getting like a uvc machine and wanding it in your science suit <laughs> <laughs> and guys if you're not too sure on exactly what to do or what to get uh obviously come read this article and if you can also just go and pick one of these kits just go to a thing and then uh go to grow kits it's just at the bottom there and basically yeah pick a kit you've got your auto flower kit you've got your advanced level beginner level intermediate level you can go for a feminized auto flower that's sort of what we're recommending so it's really we we've taken the the the, the strains out of it and um yeah just while we on the on the topic of uh you know keeping the, you know the, the store is our is our is our bread and butter but we also have a, a classic patreon we're going to be doing some cool interviews on there you know we we never mind a we never mind a subscription on there it's always a well 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 received um really gets us all titillated and glowing in the office and and uh you know barely warm feeling in our bellies and <laughs> helps us yeah sleep. the patreons <laughs> The Patreon is something that's, uh, you know, we've been looking at a long time. We have had and we are now actively working towards. And we have the backstory of Andrew Forte himself coming out there soon. Some titillating details of how Marijuana Essay came to be. So if you guys, we're going to try and share some sort of 
business styled experience and some back end mm. kind of stuff, you know, for people who are very interested in the market and are keen to support the, the journey as well, because a lot of effort goes into this, you know, and we appreciate every bit of support that we can get and we want to give back as much as possible. So check it out, guys. It's probably mm. going to be going out within the next week, our first article, and we'll be building content on that platform going forwards as well. Yeah, there's going to be lots of exclusive factory tours and and uh, manufacturing lines and LED tips and interviews. So yeah, go like us there or go 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 to check out the Patreon. Uh, like us on uh, follow us on Instagram. We we there as well. Make sure to subscribe, like the video or dislike it. Leave some comments on on your grow tips. And yeah, guys, thanks so much for joining the episode and have a great weekend and much love. Till next week, peace. Peace, guys.